We've got a, a collection target of 4 billion rands a month. In the month of February alone, we're already over the 3 billion rand mark, and we are hoping to get to 4 billion before the end of the, the month. Okay. Um, not as many headlines out of the uh, city of Joburg around disconnections as we saw with Twani Yatima. I don't know whether it's a, a matter of it uh, perhaps running out of steam or not, or the fact that the, the, the journals have not told the story, but who's your biggest sinner, and how did they end up with the kind of bowl that they had? You know, I would say government departments are the biggest sinners. We've been focusing on the top 100 customers, and of those, we had many Gauteng provincial departments. I mean, the Gauteng government alone owed us in excess of 800 million rands. Mm. And I've, I've been in touch with the Premier. He set up a team to work with our team to try and work through that debt. And we've already started recouping some of that money. But you also have big businesses, you've got big manufacturing companies, and you've got um, hospitals, which for us have been very difficult to deal with. Mm. Because how do you go and cut off water from a Charlotte Matloke academic hospital, as an example? So, yeah, these are some of the customers we're really going after. And, and is it, as an overview, is it a case of there's a billing problem that just escalates into something enormous in terms of monthly debt, or, or is it something else? So we've got our billing issues, but these customers we're talking about do not have billing disputes. Okay. Um, these are people who know they should pay and should be paying, and these are people who have capacity to pay, because it's also important to establish whether somebody you're cutting off is actually in a position to pay you. Mm. And for those who have no capacity to pay, we've also made a way out. In fact, we're very excited to announce that in the last council meeting on Thursday, we approved a report to reinstate the debt rehabilitation program so it will be starting again on the 1st of March until the end of the financial year on the 30th of June, where people can apply for their historical debt to be written off. Mm. Those who say we really um, are in financial distress, but we do that with a view to rehabilitate them into becoming um, faithful ratepayers in the future. So people can go on our website and click on the debt rehabilitation tab and apply online. All right. What is the amount of the legacy debt for electricity of Soweto residents standing at right now? And, And the reason why I raise this is your predecessor said on this very platform that he was taking it upon himself before the local elections to set up a deal with the concerned residents of Soweto that does not involve any kind of monthly levy or minimum payment. So what is that debt sitting at right now, and what is the current deal with the people of Soweto? So I need to give clarity on the Soweto matter, and I know there's been a lot of confusion. Mm. City Power is a city-owned entity. ESCOM is a state-owned entity. So ESCOM is run by a national government. So the, the politicians in charge of ESCOM are the president, the, the minister of public enterprise, and to some extent the minister of energy would be involved as well. So the, the, the huge um, historical electricity debt in Soweto is largely ESCOM debt. Mm. And, and this is where people often get confused because Soweto is in Johannesburg. There's an assumption that it's city power supplying. It's not. 
um, and, and also there's an assumption that ESCOM supplies electricity to Soweto residents through city power. That's not the case. So ESCOM has a direct relationship with Soweto residents as its customers. And as a city, we really just collaborate in terms of the intergovernmental relations framework. We mediate where we can and we try and assist where we can. But what we've also undertaken to do as a city is to look at taking over ESCOM supply areas because unfortunately when there are issues, people mm. come to the city and they expect the city to account. And the only way we can account is if we take on the responsibility. And this is something that we're looking into. Of course, there's capacity challenges. You know that Soweto has a lot of backyard dwellings. Yes. And with the backyard dwellings, it then overloads the infrastructure and there's not been upgrades on the infrastructure. So you need to almost look at an overhaul of supply in that area. We will be launching, we'll be hosting a an, an energy in Daba in March uh, towards the end of the month. We will be inviting all in the energy space to help us look at how we can improve the supply of electricity throughout Johannesburg. Even if you are just distributing to the people of Soweto at the end of the day, because you want, you would, like you said, you, you'd like to see that tick over to the city of Joburg, you must be concerned with the level of legacy debt there. Are, are, are you aware of what that figure sits at now, or, or for that matter, what the solution is going to be, even though that we is not in your hands? We are not going to burden the Joburg ratepayer with ESCOM debt. It would be unfair on our ratepayers. That is a matter between ESCOM and its customers, and it's a matter that National Treasury might have to come in and assist on. The city of Joburg is not going to involve itself in that. We're not going to absorb it. Uh, we're not even going to inherit uh, infrastructure backlogs that, that ESCOM should be sorting out. So those are some of the things that would need to be addressed before we take over. All right. Okay. Let me go to the line. Sig is on the line to us. Sig, good morning. Good morning. Thank you very much for this opportunity sharp, to sir. ask your guest, what are our chances of service delivery throughout all of South Africa if, if uh, uh, Lynn Sulu and Zwilly Mkizi both make it with their efforts to hit the top six, to oust, it seems, to oust Cyril Ramaphosa from the top six and to become uh, president for them in their own right, they seem to be perhaps both of those okay. compromised former sick, sick. leaders S- appear to be sick. running for presidency themselves. Okay, Sig, I got you. <laughs> Complex question there, Dr. Popalatze, around the inner workings of the ANC. Just uh, take make a note of that before you respond, and then let me go to a voice note line to also get uh, an interaction. Udo, good morning. It's Nicholas Hauser calling from Kaberga. Um, Sir, I used to be a Johannesburg resident. I sold my house in 2009 and um, I paid my electricity, water and rates uh, bill um, and there was a a balance owing of 59,000 that uh, was supposed to be paid back to me because I I obviously overpaid. Um, I have all the evidence and I have the receipts and everything and I've never been able to get that money back from the Joburg municipality. Um, we've been through three mayors or four mayors since then. And uh, please, could you ask Mayor Palazzi, how do, who do I deal with? How do I get the money back? Uh, simple enough question with, I'm sure, a complicated answer. That last one there, anomalous billing and problems that persist with the billing system. Are, are you overhauling the system? What are the major problems that you're finding and what is the fix? 
yes, we have to overhaul the system. That's the only thing we can do um, for a sustained response to the billing crisis, which has been ongoing for far too long. There is fragmentation in how we manage data. You know, the data flow is not maintained from the entities to revenue that, that ultimately handles the billing. And so we, we are centralizing data management to ensure that we've got better control and that our data is more credible and of a higher quality. The MMC for finance is also the MMC for IT. MMC Julius Sadebi is driving that process, and we are quite confident that soon we will have a billing system that works for our residents. In the interim, we are dealing with queries on case-by-case basis, and I'd really like to encourage the caller to get in touch with us. Um, you can please send me a WhatsApp on my personal number, or 079-358-2126. I will make sure that his issue is looked into and that he gets what's due to him if indeed we owe him money. Absolutely. On the issue of the ANC, I mean, all I can say to that is that we need to unseat the ANC. We've got an opportunity in 2024 to do that. I don't think the electorate realize the power that they have um, and the powers in their hands to bring in the government that's going to work for them and unseat the government that's not working for them. So that must just happen two years down. The line. I've been sworn to commit this weekend when we started promoing that you're coming on to the residents of North Riding. They don't need load shedding to be off the grid. They don't need load shedding for, for power cuts. What did you inherit there? Why is there such a problem with electricity in North Riding? So I've actually just responded to a tweet on that very same issue under your tweet. Yes, and, and, I, and I have said, I put it out the there as well. Yeah, it's, there's infrastructure backlog in the city as a whole. Um, in, um, in North Riding in particular, you've got one, you've got aging infrastructure, which no longer serves the residents. You've also got theft and vandalism of infrastructure. So it's a, it's a very um, multifaceted problem, which we need to address in different ways. On the one hand, we need budgets to make sure that we upgrade the infrastructure. We need to increase capacity. There's plans to do so um, by, by increasing capacity in the existing substations. But we're also working with the community producing forums and various other law enforcement agencies to make sure that we clamp down on, on theft and vandalism of infrastructure. Cable theft is a reality, mm. it's a big problem, and unfortunately it does affect our residents at the end of the day, but we've got a, a, a multi-factorial plan to deal with all these challenges. Um, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to drive around Joburg and go, hey, why are all the potholes now surrounded by red paint? Is, are you just counting the potholes or is there a coordinated plan to fix them? We actually started, we've gone big with our pothole drive. We've partnered with Discovery Insure as well as Dow Direct. And we've taken resources from all the regions, focused them into a region at a time to address the backlog under the banner of Arasebet Ng. We launched the program two weeks ago with MMC Funzi in Gobenius, our MMC for Roads and Transport, and we're moving. I think the last update I saw, they had addressed 3,000 potholes mm-hmm. um, in, yeah, in the short time since we started. Time and frame. we will be moving through all the regions, and then we'll deploy the, the resources back to their regions to start doing day-to-day maintenance. A time frame for that process? Well, we, we, we're doing a week um, in the region, so a week okay. at a time. Um, of course, we, we, we have to deploy our resources as best as we can. We don't want to deplete resources in the other regions at the same time, so we're leaving about 10% just to deal with the day maintenance while the bulk of it is going into a region at a time to address backlogs as quickly as we can. Any major plans for, as one of the listeners wanted to know, uh, uh, the dirty city cleanup? 
making us yes. look a bit better in the city of Joburg. Yes. Um, in fact, if you notice, you'll see that the inner city is already looking cleaner. But you also see the areas like Yovo, where we've got um, community members who have also taken it upon themselves to take charge of their environment are really doing amazing work, which we will be replicating throughout the city. I'll be launching phase two of Arasabitzeng. As you know, in 2016, we had Arasabitzeng, which was a cleanup campaign in partnership with community members. So we're going to be mobilizing community members, civil society, and businesses to join us in cleaning up our city. Keeping our city clean is a joint responsibility, not only the responsibility of government. Yes, we can enforce the law by clamping down on illegal dumping on the one hand, you know, where we've got informal trade in the inner city where we used to have a lot of um, dumping and, and, and littering. We've really increased police visibility to ensure that that does not continue. But at the end of the day, community members must also take responsibility and act responsibly and also help us clean up where we need to. All right, just before we let you go, just a reminder of that number for people to engage directly with you because it's the one thing everybody wants to know. What's the mayor's number? We need to send the information but uh, just put that number out again, please. So our numbers, firstly, are public knowledge. Um, they are yes. definitely on the DA website, and they should be on the city website as well. My number is 079-358-2126, and um, I prefer WhatsApp for obvious reasons because, um, you know, um, 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 I can hardly answer calls. But, yes, that's the number people can use for now. I think with time we'll, we'll find a better solution to people being, being assisted much quicker. All right. And if you are going to engage, don't be creepy. <laughs> Mayor of the city of Joburg, thank you very much for your time here on the Weekend View. That is uh, Councillor Mpopalatse.